The following is a sponsored program on 100.7 FM, WHIN 1010 AM. The views, information, or opinions expressed during this program are solely those of the individuals or participants involved and do not necessarily represent those of Braden Madison Broadcasting or its employees. 100.7 FM, WHIN 1010 AM presents Sumner County Spotlight, a weekly public affairs program each Sunday morning at 10 AM. Sumner County Spotlight is brought to you exclusively by FNM Bank, 221 Indian Lake Boulevard in Hendersonville. FNM Bank offers personal banking, business banking, and mortgage loans too. FNM Bank is one of the top independent banks in Tennessee. Member FDIC, equal housing lender, MMLS number 518158. Here's your host for Sumner County Spotlight. Jeff Shannon. Well, good morning. This is Sumner County Spotlight. This is Jeff Shannon, and welcome to the show this morning, uh, right here. Of course, brought to you by FM Bank, our friends over at 221 Indian Lake Boulevard here in Hendersonville. For all of your banking needs, check out FM Bank. So, in our studio this morning, we have a distinguished and honorable guest. <laughs> he cringes. <laughs> we got uh, Chief Don Bandy with the Gallatin Police Department. Chief, hey, thanks so much for, for popping in here. I know how busy you are. Absolutely. Thanks for the invitation. It's, a, it's a great to be be back with you. I know we talked a couple of years ago. Yeah. I think. yeah. So I, I guess let, give somebody the background, because you've been in Gallatin for quite some time. Yes, I, I started uh, my law enforcement uh, over the Sumner County Sheriff's Department in 1992, and uh, I've been with Gallatin since 2001. I was a interim chief, I think around January, February of 2011, and I was appointed by the mayor and the council in May of 2011. So uh, I guess May of 2022 would be 11 years. So mm-hmm. never say never. So Time flies, doesn't it? Yes, sir. I'm wow. very blessed. Wow. Yes, sir. When you took over, what were some of the, the hurdles that you had to conquer or things that you had to change? Well, and, and uh, you know, I think one of the main reasons I got the job was just because I, I was a, a local uh, person there. I grew up uh, in, in Gallatin pretty much my whole life, been there in Sumner County my whole life. Uh, and I think that's one of the main reasons that they, they look for, you know, in-house and for somebody local. And sure. uh, so, you know, again, it, we had a, a great chief before us that, that taught me a lot of good things. And, and, you know, I've had sheriffs and supervisors through the year. That, that's what I've tried to base my philosophy on. You know, it, it, that was just trying to, trying to get uh, maybe our officers to uh, relate more to the community and, and realize that's who we serve that's who we work for have you all adopted the community policing you know kind of project where it, that that has to be involved i would say you know absolutely absolutely and and that you know again that was a, a philosophy of mine and, and ours as we grow as a department is, is again that's uh, like i said before that's who we who we serve it's who we work for is the community so you know that that old um, that old statement that i uh, pay your salary is true and i, t- I tell mm-hmm. our officers that when i interview them to hire them i said you guys hear that but that's uh, that's really the gospel so we we have we've really worked hard on on trying to have that aspect of it uh, of being approachable and uh, reaching across the aisle you know to mm-hmm. to say hey we're, we're here we're you know we can be your friends we're human uh, you know, and, and we're not perfect, but we're out here to serve you and, and uh, do our very best. So. Absolutely. And you know what's amazing over the period of time? The issues we were dealing back when you first started are totally different now. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, absolutely. the whole it's process just, has changed, yes. as you know. I mean, it's it has. it's it, pretty wild. And it's, it's that way, obviously, across the country uh, and the world, really, just with law enforcement. It, it's a different world right now. and, and uh, But again, 
uh, at the end of the day, you know, our folks know that, hey, we, you know, we, you got to have us. We got to be there for, for our folks and our citizens. And, and so we got to go forward and keep trying to do our best. Mm-hmm. How, how big is the force right now? We have uh, 93 positions. We're, we're a few short right now okay. because it's just, you know, again, it's like that across the country yeah. uh, as far as law enforcement goes. So when we have uh, all together, I think 104 with civilians. So mm-hmm. uh, our di- we had dispatch, but that went uh, a few years ago, went out to ECC. So everybody's is a combined effort out there. So everybody's uh, contributes to that throughout the county you know, hendersonville and us and sheriff's department so so with that it's about 104 uh total so right so with the with the the 911 uh center and dispatch since they've incorporated all that into the one place have you seen a, a better flow? I mean, better communication happening, especially between departments. I know that's essential. But. Yes. Uh, as far as the departments go, I think it's it's never been better as far as, uh, you know, us communicating with different different entities and different jurisdictions. Uh, there's a lot of growing pains with dispatch. I mean, I feel like we lost some personal touch there, but that's one of those jobs that I wouldn't want, um, you know, to, to take in all that information and, and citizens calling in and needing help right away and, and some panic, you know, in their voices yeah. and trying mm-hmm. to get it out and relayed and remembering all the important data uh, that that you need to get to the officers as far as officer safety and where you responded to and those types of things so mm-hmm. uh, it's you know it, again it's a work in progress and I know that uh, on both sides of, of the ball that they're really trying out there to trying to overcome some issues as far as communication and, and mm-hmm. again it goes both ways both sides of us need to to do our very best in the early days let's say <laughs> you know the the type of situations you all were dealing with like I said, are different than they're dealing with now. Just for perspective, if you can remember what some of those crimes, the things that you were dealing with most back in the day. Well, and, and it's uh, technology is one of the main things crazy? that popped pop to my, my mind. And, and it's really, you know, kind of over, you know, uh, what I say, it's over my head a little bit as far as that stuff goes. Mm-hmm. But we have a great staff. And, and again, it's a constant trying to get those those guys and gals trained up on what the newest and latest, greatest thing is going on out there. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, back then we d- didn't really have that stuff. I always uh, tell uh, tell uh, some of our officers and they look at me like, what's that? But I'll say we had whiteout and ink pens. And, <laughs> and now we have, you know, we have mobile computers. I'm like, how do you, you know, how do you even turn that on? But it's just one of those things that, that we're all, you know, again, it's a constant chore to, to try to overcome those things and learn more sure. about it so you can try to be ahead of the criminals that, that are, you know, seem to be always a step ahead anymore as far as technology yeah. goes. Yeah, so. and it's, we used to use pen and paper when we had to write out citations and write out reports yeah and now everything's on computer yeah everything and you know you 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 pull officers are pulling up the computer the dls what have the tags and you know back in the day it was you know you're on the radio and you know you know being being there yourself uh it it's uh you know i just i had i I laugh because i find some old bag or something in my back of my car and i'll find a whiteout that's been there for how many years you know i mean it's like this thing's right and people go what's that you know and i'm like just it's kind of like the the rotary phone you know it's not that bad but you know it's it's one of those things so well i remember back when i first started and you know my fto uh, he's a field training officer would get on me about my handwriting i have the worst I, I i still it's terrible and i go in between cursive and printing so it's nothing you know like weren't you taught anything kid yeah <laughs> but i used to get hammered on my you, report you writing know, I, I uh believe it or not i had great i actually the, the clerk's office would always say who writes this for him well because you had to write out your warrants back then now That's you right. type them up yeah and it was so neat now through the years because of the computer i've got 
gotten a little you know a little bit sloppier with it but everybody laughs at me because i say they laugh at all my you know my, my signature all the curves and all the fluff they call it in it and i'm like well i don't know where i got that and, you know but it's, <laughs> yeah, it's one yeah. thing that i took pride in but you know these days it's you know kind of get on the computer and where are the keys at i always i'm so thankful i took typing in high school because now i know where the keys are. right right <laughs> right, right. and right. i'm not real fast but i can do it yeah so. yeah and now we have our you know our fat thumbs trying to do everything oh. on the phone and it's like i'm constantly misspelling things so it's autocorrect is yes, it, sometimes a, good and sometimes bad well, <laughs> and, and you, you say that now with with the, the you know the, the new officer we have it it's you know you can be sitting side by side and it's that way with kids or whatever they're you know they're texting a conversation and they're they're you know from me to you you're know, yeah. like well, won't you just turn around and talk to him <laughs> that's but, right but everything is again that's just the way it is and again you know as, as dinosaurs as we call ourselves some of our administration <laughs> we you know we we got to try to try to adapt and and you know uh, become a part of that so sure. no, you know, absolutely to make it a better department you know i remember when we first went to cameras in the cars i was one of the first guys to do the camera in the car and now back then you know you had a camera mounted of course it wasn't one of the little tiny ones it was a monster and you had a huge vcr in the trunk and you know they had it the minute you would hit the lights i guess then it would it would start you know recording yes. and then you had had your microphone and everything but it was looking back now and back then it's like that's it was a dinosaur really yes. <laughs> and I, i'm with you i had that's what i had a vhs tape and i remember being at the police department way back when we had a whole wall full of vhs tapes that you know mm-hmm. we didn't if it wasn't evidence we would you know hey we got to reuse that you know so and and, and where we're at now it's just unbelievable yeah. you know we, yeah. have, we actually have of course we have a technology division within the city but we have a technology division which a lot of agencies do i know Hearsfield has a great one um uh, within and, and and the county but we have one within our department because there's always something you know we have uh you know greenway cameras we have mm-hmm. license plate readers we have in-car cameras we have the you know it's they have the body cameras you yeah, know we're yeah. one of the first agencies around to go to that because we I was felt like I was surprised that uh, Metro just finally got everybody cameraed up. I mean that that seemed like that would have done that yeah, straight it, away. I mean that's it <laughs> especially was uh, down yeah there. you know just with the days uh, and, and I remember it was uh, we had an unfortunate incident the year after we got ours where we had an officer involved shooting and, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm so grateful you know I hate that that happened but I'm so you know and, and again for the families and, and everybody involved the officer and the family but I'm so grateful we did that because it uh, you know truly it's it, again it helps you with transparency it helps you trying to you know uh, again uh, meet your goals and objectives and, and the mission of of serving our public and, and it protects us officers and it also protects the yeah, citizens absolutely it really does well with the, with everybody having their own narrative i think they they turn situations around as you well know especially the media will mm-hmm. will turn something around to just sensationalize it and uh which is unfortunate because you know i, th- I really feel that j- journalism is really dead i mean true journalism is not the way that it was and how it's supposed to be sure sure and, and you're right it, it's uh you know, it's one of those things where I've had complaints on officers and and sat down with that person and we watched it and it wasn't quite what they said and mm-hmm. you know and and again it's it's uh, you hate that you have to do that but it is you know again you you have kind of have to adapt and 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 kind of go with the flow and change with what's what's happening in today's world and you know and also it, we use it for training because there's mm-hmm. times we watch it uh, to be looking at one issue and we find some other issues and go hey guys we got to get better let's yeah. get better and you you know and again I think that's what it's all about at the end of the day it's not to oh gosh big brother's watching and mm-hmm. you're gonna get in trouble Mr. Police Officer it's hey let's how do we get better yeah. you know at the end of the day it's doing the right thing and and uh, you know holding our folks accountable. And and make sure our citizens get the best service we can, but in the same sense yeah. to knock down those false complaints and what sure. have you. Yeah. So. And of course, everybody's uh, on their cell phones. 
Absolutely. And then you know how those things get misconstrued and oh, yeah. uh, out of context. And uh, so knowing we have you know body cam footage of exactly what happened, it's yes. hard to defend that. Well, and, and, and it, again, like you say, it's technology, and it's not perfect. You know, we've went to a different body camera because we had the first ones we got because we were really new in doing it. We had little wires and they were coming loose and the cameras mm-hmm. you know if you have a pursuit foot pursuit or what have you so you know you, you're trying to get better of course and then if you didn't have the right video oh gosh look what they did they try you know and it's yeah. not that way i promise we're not you know we're not that way <laughs> we're not we're editing try, that we're, we're the ones that wanted the camera so in our our next segment we got more to talk about but uh, we were talking on the phone i guess and the situation with now with the these individuals that feel like they have to you know hit parking lots and you know rummage through cars and things like that and uh, you know chief mickey miller is a big proponent of that i know you are and i think any chief would be you know folks lock your car <laughs> absolutely and uh you know we we tell folks especially with the holidays and and don't make yourself an easy target that's right you know uh lock your car don't leave uh, you know valuable sitting up there on the front dash or the front seat you know and try your best really it's best not to even carry them with you but you know obviously we're out shopping you know try to put them mm-hmm. in the trunk things like that be aware of your surroundings that's the main thing you know totally. just, just uh you know if it doesn't look right it's probably not right and we'd rather you call us and us come and everything be okay then you not call us and something happens sure, so absolutely. Uh, that's what we're there for please don't try to take care of it yourself that's right so one of those things but yes absolutely lock your cars and and uh, even in neighborhoods we tell folks hey lock your cars it just makes it a little bit more of a deterrent and it's not that hard you just hit the button twice and it beep beeps yes, at you yes, then you know and, yeah and then you're good <laughs> you know the days of not having to worry about those things are long gone we you know we've already kind of hashed that that kind of stuff so it it's uh, it's something you got to do what was amazing to me is when moving up from orlando i i and this was what six years ago and i was just astounded every day these kids are shooting each other i i, just, I don't get it I, I i don't understand why this is a thing but they just feel like they they have to do it and it's usually you get in an argument you just shoot somebody i don't know how a person could do that yeah and, and you know the like you say the old days it was you know you go outside and you may dust each other up a little bit and help it. each other up and you're on your way now yeah. you know and uh, these days you know they may leave come back with a gun and just shoot into a house and, and you know we've yeah. had instances yeah. like that where it's uh and like hey when that bullet comes out you can't bring it back that's right you know and uh but it's just a different, I guess, uh, I don't know, I understand how people see, you know, how they see things. Like you say, see things these days as mm-hmm. far as taking a life. It's like it's That's nothing. And, hey, you know, if I shoot him, it's not, you know, it's like playing a game. You right. know, playing the PlayStation or Xbox. Yeah. No, it's, 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 a lot, it's a lot more serious than that, I promise. And then not have any remorse for it. Yeah. You know, I mean, hey, and, <laughs> you know. Yeah. And, and you just, you know, it's just one, of, like you say, it's one of those things where, and, and, uh, you, where's the structure at where, where's you know the home life and again parents have got to work i get it it's it's uh, one of those things where they can't be there all the time and and you know it's it's just what well, it makes anybody to that point where they can just think they can just shoot a gun at somebody and take their life or that's right or you know and going to the next yeah oh well let's go get a hamburger you know it's, yeah, it's, it's crazy really, yeah to have right. that mentality i mean right. to, to be able to do that it's it's a sad sad yeah. way we're in right now that's right and times are changing so yes sir. hey when we come back we're going to talk some more i got uh, a few more questions and uh, we're talking with Police Chief Don Bandy with the Gallatin Police Department. We'll be right back with more of Sumner County Spotlight. FNM Bank presents Sumner County Spotlights. Since 1906, FNM Bank has been serving Middle Tennessee with first-class products and services. Visit them today at 221 Indian Lake Boulevard in Hendersonville or myfmbank.com. Welcome back to Sumner County Spotlight. Glad you found us here on this Sunday morning. And, uh, of course, each Sunday morning at 10 o'clock right here, WHIN. Uh, I'm Jeff Shannon, your host. Uh, we've been... 
uh, speaking with uh, Police Chief Don Bandy with the Gallatin Police Department. And, you know, Chief, you've been there for quite some time. A lot of changes, you know, have happened. Uh, what are you seeing now as being like one of the, the main issues you're having to deal with these days? You know, it, uh, believe it or not, it's probably uh, across uh, the workforce is, is dealing with trying to keep a staff and, and uh, you know, retaining them for right. a period of time because it's uh, it's a younger workforce. Uh, you know, you, you, again, you're trying to do, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll do a diligence in our background checks and what have you, but it's just, you know, it's just a right away they feel like some of them want to go work days, you know, and you, mm-hmm. you, they don't do their time on nights. Right. And yeah. uh, it, that's been the been the, the toughest part here lately is the whole uh, recruitment and retention. And again, you know, just talking to different chiefs and, you know, a couple of weeks ago we had a chiefs meeting at uh, Tennessee Association of Chiefs of Police down in Franklin. And, and again, it's, it's just not us. It, you know, I was starting to think is it me you know but mm-hmm. it's that way with you know local agencies around here and and uh, just talking to different chiefs so that really that's the toughest part it, it is making it attractive so we can get somebody that uh, again you know not everybody can be a police officer uh you know and uh, we're trying to get the best candidates possible sure. uh, and the pay is pretty decent yes yes and we actually uh we're doing a pay study now at the Galton police department so if you're interested please go to the city website yeah. go to human resources and yeah. uh we, you know we're actually we're testing uh, frequently now okay. just, just to get folks in so well just this perspective so when i started and this was back in 83 16-8 florida highway patrol at the time 12-5 but they got a take-home car oh yes so that was like the the big thing you know that's a great perk you know and i and i remember saying look the day cops get paid twenty thousand dollars a year man that's we've made it it's like yeah that's what a, that's not a drop in, drop in a bucket anymore it's, <laughs> that's uh, right. it's uh, but again you know we've uh, you know the the mayor and, and council have done a great job they've done some things because they see uh you know what's on the horizon and they've tried to make us comparable to other uh, agencies around here and uh, we're actually in the middle of pay study like i mentioned so i think it's Again, they know the importance of public service sure. and public service, and so uh, they're doing our best to try to keep us up comparable to everybody yeah. else. Interested or know somebody that's interested, just go to gallatintn.gov and just uh, search. Uh, you'll find where they're taking applications and uh, other positions that might be available for the city as well. Absolutely. Not just us, but throughout the city. Exactly. We talked about this morning in one of our meetings is... You know, just just trying to you know, as as Gallatin grows, as everybody else grows, it's you know, it's it's like we have Facebook and everything else up there, and all the traffic that goes with it. You know, so you, just you know like it. Hendersonville, but it's uh, you know, it, it's a great place. Great, the city has great entities that have uh, great insurance and 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 uh, you know, retirement things like that, four hundred one k and state retirement. So you have a combination of that. Yeah. Uh, pay is very comparable. We have take home a great lenient take home policy as far as cars go. Mm-hmm. So you know, trying to plug as much as i can we got a great department (laughs) a great department head on over there and do it Uh, but you know i think in in light of the last few years of the the situations that have gone on you know it's probably deterred people going i don't know if i want to get involved in that what you're seeing in the media at other parts of the country is not necessarily what's going on here and i i can tell you you know once you you get the blue in your blood it's it's just stays with you forever I mean, it totally does, and that's it that is a thing. <laughs> it is, and uh, you know, and, and I tell everybody, hey, you know, it's it's a calling. It is, and I call it a profession, and and it's not it's not for everybody. Uh, mm-hmm. And of course, we like I say, we do our diligence. We do a pre academy, and and we get them in the academy, and then we train them afterwards with the field training program but and then sometimes people realize hey it's not for me we have a reserve program that then mm-hmm. we try to see hey if you're interested this may be something if you're not this will be a good chance to get in but again it is it, it's a calling it's about you know serving
in your community and and you know you put the badge on and you take that oath i always tell folks hey we, we're not perfect we're gonna make mistakes but you can't get any mud on the badge because you that's can't right. get it off when you do that so. that's right yeah and you have a lot of things going on over there i know you just had the shop with a cop here recently yes yes, yes. we just uh, a couple weekends ago we actually we've done it this way uh the last couple of years because of covid but uh we this year we shopped for 180 kids Wow. Uh, and and because of fundraising, we have a golf tournament in August. We have it up at Fairview. We have a great uh, bunch of, of folks that, with our staff and in the community, mm-hmm. that put that together. And I just show up and you know shank golf balls everywhere. <laughs> but I love to play. But they they do such a great job, and 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 it's just it grows every year. It seems like. And uh, so this year we we went back to Walmart. We had a bunch of uh, citizens come help us because you know we had firemen and police officers and deputies and everybody was to go and we'd shop for them at Walmart. Uh, they were gracious enough to host us uh, and we also had uh, some of the local I invited to like the football coach baseball coach and, and basketball coach and, mm-hmm. and some middle school folks come so it's just a great again it's about the community coming to help those that are in need and, sure. and that's what it's all about so we did that and then that Saturday the December 4th we actually um, we called them up lined them up in a parking lot and we just we met they pulled up and we had their number we put their you know their bicycles their bags of, wow. of, of goods in the car and wish them a Merry Christmas so uh, it, it's again, it is again, it's about community and, and uh, can't say enough about this. This, you know, I know Hendersonville had some rough weather, uh, you know, over the weekend mm-hmm. and, and uh, you know, we're uh, hoping they're okay. We're praying for the folks, uh, obviously up in, in Kentucky and Mayfield and other places. It's just a tragic situation. So, but as you see, you know, like you, you talked about before with those instances, people were coming out of, out of the woodwork to help out. And that's, that's right. what, you know, especially here at Christmas, that's what it's all about. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, and it's it proven many times, even though it's not even right here locally, yes. our folks are helping other in outlying areas and things of that nature. So it's uh, very commendable. And you know, but y'all are doing things like this all the time. You got different events uh, going on that you're supporting, you're putting on, and educational processes. Yes. Yeah, and and uh, you know, it, it again, it's about giving back and and uh, making yourself friendly, if you will. To, to you know not everybody thinks we're a bunch of bad guys so we're always trying our best to be in the community i know last year we had over 200 community events that we participated in it may be a bike giveaway with with rotary giving a helmet or mm-hmm. you know it may be uh, some of our guys going in and talking to some of the elementary school so uh you know that's what it's about that's why we're there uh and uh you know hopefully we can help educate folks and and make everybody realize that we're human sure and we're there for them well and you all have an sro program we do not. Uh, that goes that's to the, the county sheriff, sheriff's, that's the sheriff's yeah. department. Okay. But you know, in, in the past, you know, while Sheriff Weatherford was trying to hire folks, we I've assigned some of our officers that maybe okay. have a training division, or you know, we have a property maintenance person and different things, Kalia person, and, and we'll sign them. And go, hey, this is your elementary school. They don't have anybody. Go in there, check in with them. You know, mm-hmm. and and. Uh, you know, I, I hear all the, the great uh, stories about you know kids seeing those officers out in the community. You know, not away from school. And, and again, at the end of the day, that's what we're trying to do. You're trying to build those bridges. One of my best memories, I guess, that I can say is at some point I was um, in the public information office and also got to go out to the, the schools. Going to see these little kids, it, it just was amazing to see their reaction when you came in. We had a remote control police car. The eyes oh, wow. would blink, and you can make him dance. And it was all you know, remote kind of thing. So it was really kind of interesting to watch their responses. Of course, you have them in parades and things like that, and you see the the little ones in, in their expressions and and how they really look up to police officers. But the educating them was amazing. And the the thing that that sticks with me to this day is is you can walk into those classrooms and sadly enough, you can almost look at certain kids and say, they're gonna be in jail. 
Yeah. And, and there's a lot of parental things and latchkey kids. They have no supervision. You get report that the teachers will come up to you and say certain things. And, you know, he stole from the desks and things like that. Can you talk to him? And it's like, no, you know, yeah. <laughs> you yeah, have it, to be real careful with things like that. But it's uh, uh, it was a different time, you know, but yeah. And, it, and you know, you, you see that now. And, and, you know, we talked a little bit about it before the structure uh, of the home. And, and again, you can't. Uh, you know, you've got to give credit to all the credit you can to the parents, uh, you know, that are trying to trying to work, maybe working two jobs. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, I know my mom did that at one time. So, you know, by the, I tell them by the grace of God, some teachers and coaches, I, I'm getting a lot of yeah, trouble right. where I'm at today. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, you know, again, though, the, then there's times there's there's not the best structure, you know, mm-hmm. and, and sometimes that, that school is all they have and you you. You know, uh, and then again, some kids, like you say, you you try your best to reach out to help them. Uh, you know, from from teachers to coaches to police officers, and mm-hmm. some some just you just can't reach, and that's right. what's so sad. Because guess what? Down the road, you're going to see them as a juvenile, you're going to see them as an adult, and you know sure. that just Absolutely. just doing what you did. So that's right. And uh, well, Explorer Unit, do you have one of those? We do not. We okay. have a reserve program, which okay. you know, for adult, we had one time we did okay. uh, uh, an Explorer, but we do not have one at, at currently. But we we had uh, an Explorer program at our at our department and it it was crazy i just went back to florida and just to visit some relatives and such and i ended up running into one of my explorers and at the time she was probably 13 14 15 maybe i don't know and now she's you know all grown up and you know have her own kids and everything else and the impact that that had of her being involved with explorers still rolls over to today and you know her memories of that were very positive and you know she learned a lot and really had a good time being an explorer so yeah it's, it's that, that's that, good that, program. that's a great story i mean and, and you know i've coached youth football from from when i just got out of high school right. to, to you know recently and and you know i know one of one of the kids that you know he's not a kid now he's a grown man but he got teacher he got teacher of the year up at the high school and i was like i coached him you know we, <laughs> you know and and you know and, and again you, you see those success stories yeah. and and you know that uh, you know, somewhere, somehow, you, you're making a difference, and that's yeah. what it's all about at the end of the day. So, well, and and totally, and you know, being in law enforcement is is definitely a calling, and it's something that if you want to be a you want to be a police officer, GallatinTN.gov, head over, fill out that application. Let's go. Absolutely, <laughs> you can do it. absolutely, be glad to sit down with you. Just call me, let me know, I'll talk to you. Yeah, that'll be great. The academy, so I guess the, you, they would go through a process, a background check, so on, so the normal things. But uh, once accepted, do you, do you have a? Is it a county academy or do? Well, you? actually, there there are two state academies we send our folks okay. to. And, right. and what we'll do, if you will let me talk about it just a minute, we mm-hmm. what we do is we have a pre academy. So you go through the process, the background, uh, and what we do is we'll we'll take you and we'll we'll do the whole physical fitness thing with you we'll try to in the morning we'll work out with you we'll have staff do that trying to get you mm-hmm. ready because we're putting a lot into it. we're investing a lot into you it's yeah. taxpayer money uh you know i take it personally hey you know that's part of our budget let's don't go over there and mess up right uh make sure you pass so we'll do that for up to up till the time that they go and during the day we'll do try to do it's like classroom we'll try to go over the topics of, of what what they may see in the academy and you know we mm-hmm. kind of have an idea and just try to get them prepared because you want them to succeed you don't want them to go there and, and just you know be panicking and sure uh, I know that when I went, I, I borrowed one of the guys that went before me's notes, and I couldn't read his writing, and bless his heart, but he's nice enough. And so I just I went through, and when I got there, I, I just rewrote it, and, and I studied on my own. Uh, it, that, that wasn't me, right? My uh, handwriting? No, 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 no wasn't you, wasn't you. <laughs> uh, uh, but it, you know, it, it was, but it, it, but it paid off, and, and yeah. again, we, we want it to be a success, and we want, want it to be a great experience. So, you know, we do that, and then the academy, we go over to uh, Toledo, which is over in Donaldson, uh, which is 12 weeks, or we have a nine-week 
program that's up at Walter State, which is up in East Tennessee, mm-hmm. so uh, and which is a, quite a ways away. But we get in there, and we're able to get our folks in there pretty quick. And, and yeah. again, they come back, uh, you know, after nine weeks, which cuts three weeks off of it. And then we'll go through a 14-week field training officer program, yeah. about a six-month process. So, uh, you know, when you have these guys that realize that, you know, about a year into it, and they go, ah, this is not for me. You're like, you know, you give me two weeks, and I give you six months preparing you. And this, yeah, that's so, right. you know, it's kind of like, come on, yeah. you know. But it's frustrating as far as that goes. But, you know, we, again, at the end of the day, we're just trying our best to, to get our best candidates in. Yeah, well, I, I think a lot of people don't realize there is a lot of education that goes in. You don't just give somebody a badge and a gun and say, okay, hit the road, man. Absolutely It's not. so much more than that. I mean, the, the education, the, the law you have to learn, you know, constitutional law, it, it, you're taught all of that. You're not expected yes. to, to know all this stuff. You're going to be groomed. You're going to be instructed. You're gonna, and before you even go out, you're going to have somebody with you. Yeah, so. absolutely, and, and you're learning those. We're trying to teach you those things because, and and that's a that's a process. You know, you know, there's laws always change. There's always case laws. You know that. Uh, mm-hmm. And and I've heard the stories of some 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 of our folks. You know, but way back in the day, of here's your car, here's your gun, go patrol. And you're like, huh, what? You know, and and now it's totally different. It's than not that. Mayberry and, anymore. Yeah, it's not. It's not <laughs> Mayberry anymore. But but again, you you know, you have a huge responsibility that you can take somebody's freedom away from them. And, that's right. And you got to take that to heart. You know, we're doing our very best, and I always tell folks hey don't make a bad case we don't want to make case law if you can't get that case there's something else down the road so yeah. you you know just always do the right thing period so absolutely with the gallatin police department chief don bandy we're speaking with right now and uh, i've heard great things about the department i mean i see them you know patrolling and you know there are some issues that that people continue to doing you have this selective enforcement at certain places where you're having these issues like we were talking about earlier and that you, you start seeing an impact that hey what we're doing is actually working yeah, you know, I I've, uh, was telling you out earlier in the lobby that, you know, I don't even, at one time, we, we keep up with, with data and stats and, mm-hmm. and, you know, ComStat, you've heard of that, but, and I couldn't tell who wrote what ticket, I don't I don't really care about that. My, my point is, is that our enforcement should have, a, you know, it's a deterrent. It's not to punish you, it's not to be punitive in nature, uh, sometimes you got to give somebody a ticket, sometimes you got to mm-hmm. take somebody to jail, mm-hmm. but, you know, if you, if you write, you know 20 warning tickets at a red light uh, i just want you to get the point across that if you're running that red light you know you you're causing danger for yourself and exactly. other people and and yeah. or, or a stop sign or or speeding or texting or or you know what what have you mm-hmm. so at the end of the day that that's what what we're trying to accomplish is to, to try to deter it no we don't have a quota that's illegal we've never had a quota. that's right <laughs> i hate when people say I hear that. that story <laughs> i'm like oh come on man. so but we we don't you know contrary to popular belief but th- at the end of the day it's it's about deterring the behavior whether it's whatever it might be you know so well i can tell you guys are doing a great job doing that um sumner county is uh, you know a great place to live and we want to keep it that way so keep doing what you're doing and tell mayor page i said hello absolutely absolutely (laughs) all right that's wrapping up our time together with uh, chief don bandy here with the gallatin police department we'll be back with more of sumner county spotlight right after this fnm bank presents sumner county spotlights since 1906 fnm bank is been serving Middle Tennessee with first-class products and services. Visit them today at 221 Indian Lake Boulevard in Hendersonville or myfmbag.com. Welcome back to Sumner County Spotlight. This is Jeff Shannon. And, of course, each Sunday morning at 10 o'clock right here at WHIN, sponsored by our friends over at FNM Bank, 221 Indian Lake Boulevard, right here in Hendersonville. Well, we got a very special guest in our studio, in our presence right now, <laughs> uh, celebrity status uh, level right now. And let me introduce uh, Erlene Mandrell. Welcome. 
Thank you so much. Well, we man, thank, thanks for taking the time uh, to come visit with us. Well, your backyard, that's, really, well, <laughs> really. I'm you know, in Hendersonville. That is the cool thing, you know, about Hendersonville. As there's so many great folks that call this home or close proximity, you know. Yeah, I and you've mean, been here for quite some time. A lot of people say Nashville, but now if you say Hendersonville on the road, people know where you're talking about. Yeah, exactly. And I know for years Johnny Cash has been out here, and back when my sister Barbara lived here, they had tour buses that used to go by the homes and the houses and all of that. But it had kind of gotten away from that, and I think it's coming back. Don't yeah, you? it is uh, the place. I know you know Mike Huckabee opened the theater there, which I think <laughs> is incredible. I've gotten to do a show a couple of times, and it talk about backyard. This is almost my backyard. It yeah. took us. Uh, 10 minutes to get here maybe <laughs> but heck of it was more like two <laughs> i could have walked yeah and I, I remember ricky skagg saying one time he goes you know it's just so great that i can come here i can perform and then sleep in my own bed yes you know it's great that's, yes that's wonderful i i um i'm proud of hendersonville too i i've always lived northeast of nashville when we first moved out i was very young we went back to nilly's bend junior high and then we moved to hendersonville for a long time and out well, to you're only 22 for now, a while. So I, well you know every couple of years i <laughs> I got a terrible funny story. Can I tell it? Sure. Talk about moving. Okay, so, okay, my dad passed, Uh I think, about 13 years ago, 12. My husband, I'm asking him questions because I don't don't do numbers well. So, anyway, we buried him. We decided not to bury him in Hendersonville area because we passed there all the time when when they had decided, my mom and dad decided it was in a different place. But it wasn't something that was dear to his heart. It was just outside of Hendersonville. But then, uh, after a while, we found that we couldn't buy this is not to be sad i i'm a very strong christian i believe everyone goes to you know christians going to heaven and all that so it's not a sad thing but it's just we couldn't buy plots and all of us girls to be around dad and there wasn't available room so we made it found another place on the other side more towards 100 oaks there's a place and stuff and owned by the same people Mm -hmm. that we could have a big area and so we moved daddy and uh, after a few years so we got this really great place and and all that but my girlfriend that loved my dad that lives in uh, around orlando in florida her and her husband came up she she called me up she goes well i came to nashville you didn't tell me you moved your dad she goes we were out there forever looking for his (laughs) grave (laughs) and and so so finally people came to help and she goes i'm pretty good and and with with you know i'm organized i know mr mandrell was around here so Somewhere. And they're like, sorry, he moved on. And they said, we know that's why we're here. <laughs> and then they explained it. And she goes, well, I should have known. I've known the Mandrells for a lot of years. And, and they moved every two years. <laughs> yeah, they're going to sit still. <laughs> He's been there for a while now. Yeah. So, and Hendersonville has changed a lot. I mean, over the years, I, we've been here six years, I guess. But I, I've learned so much uh, about this area. And it's it's kind of was a major track for me because you know the radio passed and dealing with so many of the um, you know celebrities when I lived in in Knoxville and in fact I remember doing a show with Barbara she was on the one of the WIVK is shows. that when she was doing well she was it was a just concert the they were doing okay, yeah. Yeah. Louise it, loved Knoxville when she had the theater in Pigeon yeah, Forge and, yeah. and I would do the Christmas show and and go into shopping and stuff like that see and those those kind of like the theater concept and I've talked on the show several times about having that happen here this will be an ideal spot if you know you can find the land 
Yeah, and, it's going away, isn't it? Yes. Well, actually, pretty quickly. I mean, things are developing so yeah. big around you know this area in Gallatin and, and Hendersonville. I, I would just love to see that that concept happen. Well, I remember when I was living in Gallatin, you know, and and uh, we would have to. There was no bypass. You know, so you have to go by Rivergate, and at Christmas time, it was crazy. Although we loved Rivergate, and then now it's like you can do the bypass, and then yeah. and then when this mall where we are now at the lake happened, yeah. it's like wow, this go. is classy. <laughs> this is really nice. Yeah, so, we're moving on. Yeah, you've done a lot over the years, and um, so let's catch up and and kind of just fill those in the people that maybe haven't met you before you know how you guys got started i know you're very musical uh, of course you're the sister of barbara mandrell louise mandrell you had a great run way back in in the time when you guys had the show going on and uh, so how, how did all that kind of formulate well actually chris we were raised in california we we're all born in texas but barbara was in a band in california that my dad had started and this is after years i mean she started her career she was 12 and she played still guitar sweetheart of the still guitar she backed up johnny cash and george jones and and was on town hall party and, mm-hmm. and all of that so um she went in a band as a teenager with my dad started the mandrel family band but louise and i were too young and they went overseas during the vietnam war and what wasn't like uso they went to places that the the guys didn't get entertainment normally okay. and they did all of this and uh, louise and i we said, we want to be part of the band. So I started drums, and, and Mama taught Louise some bass. And when they were overseas, we'd stay with my aunt and uncle. He had some drums, and he helped me also. So we really got into it and said, one day we're going to be part of the band. Well, at 18, Barbara and Ken got married, and Ken, who had been the drummer, became a Navy pilot and got stationed in Washington State. So Barbara retired. And Louise, I was going, it's over. And Louise said, you know, she won't stay retired. There's no way. So we kept up our instruments. My dad had a brother in New Bern, Tennessee. And we mm-hmm. moved there, which was a real sh- culture shock. <laughs> and when Ken went overseas, then Barbara came to visit. And she and dad went to the Opry. And she said, there's no way. I can't stand this. So she came out of retirement. She needed a band. So Louise and I became part of her band. And, uh, of course, we, that's when we came to Nashville. And um, so we started on the road with her and became part of the original, which became the name The Do-Rights after she recorded Do-Right Woman, Do-Right Man. Mm-hmm. So we were on the road together with her. And so later on, after playing the drums for so many years with her, I went into more modeling and doing different stuff. Tell Louise to go record in her own right because she needed to do that. Mm-hmm. And so we separated. And then one day I got a phone call from Barbara saying, do you want to be on a national television show with Louise? <laughs> and I am like, uh, let me think about it. OK. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we went out to California and it was it was amazing for all of us to get to be together again. When you see some of the uh, skits where we're acting crazy and having fun, it was fun. We got to be together again. Yeah. We hadn't been together. Yeah. And to do the things that we used to do. I used to love when you when you all would just be playing instruments and you guys would switch and go, Barbara would go over <laughs> to steel guitar and you go. everybody would just go around. It was like, it's so fun to watch. Thank you. <laughs> well, you know, when we grew up going on the road, I was, well, 11 actually when I first started playing drums. So I pretty well stayed on the drums and I had my work cut out for me there. But I had started just kind of, you know, a few instruments, percussion mainly. So I played the vibes and the mandolin, but they played 
everything. Mm. My dad had a music store when we were in Oceanside, and if Barbara would come by, you know, he'd say he would be selling an instrument. Someone said, "Well, how easy is this one?" He's like, "I don't know, Barbara. Have you ever played this before?" She said, "No." She give like five minutes, and then she could play it. <laughs> but I mean, she was a musical prodigy. Yeah, she really wow. was. She that was incredible. Is. Both Louise and Barbara too. Not just great musicians, but I got to watch some great entertaining. It, yeah. They were wonderful. You also did a stand up with on Hee Haw. And those remember that show is a really popular you know famous show and gosh i guess that was probably back in the early 80s when that started it was um had to be our show the mandrell sisters show barbara mandrell and the mandrell sisters was 81 80 and 81 mm-hmm. well way before that i was watching hee-haw so it it's a while back and i know that because when i was playing drums and the show started i'm like wow that'd be a fun show to be on except i was too young <laughs> so i love it now <laughs> yeah. but then later years i guessed uh i would be a guest star you know coming off of our show a few times and then sam lavello asked me to be a regular and i wanted to move back to nashville and they were taping in nashville so it worked out perfect i I knew most of the regulars on it, and it was like coming to an extended family mm-hmm. show from a family show, and, yeah. and I've just been really lucky yeah. to be no. around people that I love. And now, on the road, now I do shows on my own. Sometimes in town, I now get my kids, it's kind of like the second generation play, but started doing some, they're called Cornfield Friends, with Cornfield yeah, I, with a K, I saw of that. course. Yeah, that was, that was funny, yeah. <laughs> and it's fun, because over the years, I've run into like Lulu and, and uh, Misty and different ones, and, and Janet Jay, who played the uh, blue fiddle for Buck yeah. Owens, and she's on most of the shows, and Buck Trent the other mm-hmm. day. Also, some of the guests that were appearing on, not as regulars, but on Hee Haw. So, T. Graham Brown's one that's been on every show that I've been on. Mm-hmm. And it started a few years back when they asked me, and then with the COVID, things got canceled. So, the dates, most of them just got pushed back, and yeah. now they're starting to come through, and we're doing them, and it's so much fun. Well, and, and you got to have fun doing it. You well, know. yeah, there's a lot of the old uh, recycled jokes that yeah. we do all them. And, then and some we of all... those were corny. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and uh, they're so corny, the audience can join in. And, and then so we do our own little portions with the band, too, and each of us uh, do some songs. I'll tell you what's amazing and a miracle to me is Lulu, she has an incredible voice, and she never realized it, you know, back on Hee Haw. You know, she didn't get into it. And she said it was after she really got the Lord and got spirit-filled, yeah. And then started singing. She's like, wow, this is different. And she just, uh, she's incredible. Well, she got uh, hanging around with the Gaithers, and, uh, you know, that'll do it to yeah. you. <laughs> yeah, they're wonderful, all of them. <laughs> but she would be on there all the time, and she, yeah. you know, her voice is still so powerful. the Lulu voice, yeah. you know, so that's great. Now, you've done a lot of, of things. You've gotten a lot of awards. Well, it looks like, now, this might not be all of them, but, you know, you received numerous awards. Uh, you got two Music City News Comedy Act of the Year award. Yeah, I, they're, they're, oh, you go ahead. And then, I'll... and then okay, the Swift Award for Women in Film and the, I don't know if I can say that, NACMAI Award. And, NACMAI. And... <laughs> or is it just the acronym? It's, it's, and then that was one that we went to Branson for. Yeah. yeah. But it, and it's always great to, to be recognized. Well, the Comedy you know, Act, it, it was way back when we did the show, yeah. right? So that was why Well, you guys were pretty act. funny, though. I mean, that was, Well, thank you. That was... But I think the reason... I, I loved it back then and the reason I still love that award is especially with my kids and my daughters are so witty and, my, and they all think my son he's a real dry sense of humor but they, everyone they all think they're the funniest and if I say something I'm like they're like oh mom that's 
funny. I'm like, I know, I'm funny. I got awards. <laughs> and I remember. And then the Swift Award was only a few years back. And, and I loved the acting. I stayed out in California after the show to study some acting. And, and uh, now and then parts in, in maybe a Hallmark or a Christmas special or stuff You did like the that. Lumbo too, did you not? Yeah, I did the yeah. Lumbo. It, was, it, it airs now. And, and, and it's, it's funny. You know, people watch it. And I kind of played a real Southern. The way they wrote it was a lot more Southern than I actually sound. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, so it's it's kind of funny. Well, and you look back on this. Some people don't even like to look at themselves, look at their past work. Like <laughs> Charlene Tilton was in here, and she just she said here recently she actually started looking at the you know on cable you stream all of that, watching all the Dallas because she never saw any uh, most of them. Wow! And she was looking back on them and, and things that she had done. She's like, what? <laughs> she's a sweetheart. She's yeah, really, she really is. Really yeah, good. and she's right here too. Yeah, the the great city of Hendersonville. Yeah. Oh, she in just, Hendersonville. Yes, she is. I knew she was in Tennessee. Okay. Yeah, no, she's here, and Cherish Lee, her daughter, is, yeah, is yeah. stupendous. Yeah, she's... What, I, a, what a great talent she is, so we love them. Hey, listen, I know we, we've got a book, and you've got some, some songs that we're going to talk about in our next segment. Let's cover that. Thanks, and that's great. And anything else you want to reveal, because okay. I know you got your bodyguard over here. He's, <laughs> he's watching everything, so we'll... And I'll tell you about him in the next segment. Oh, that'll be great. So, all right, we'll be back with more of Sumner County Spotlight. FNM Bank presents Sumner County Spotlights. Since 1906, FNM Bank has been serving Middle Tennessee with first-class products and services. Visit them today at 221 Indian Lake Boulevard in Hendersonville or my FNM Bank. Welcome back to Sumner County Spotlight. Jeff Shannon, your host right here. We're going to continue our conversation with Erlene Mandrell. You've been busy. <laughs> doing all kinds of things. You know, if it's if it's not working on the road, because we talked about going on the road with Hee Haw, and then I do shows, too, on the road and stuff like that. But if it's not doing that, I'm I'm a grandmother, which is the best thing ever. I hate to say ever, because also i got kids that are absolutely wonderful <laughs> that I'm close to. But I have three grandkids. Actually, well, one was going to come today, but her mom didn't work. Christina is a model, and her daughter, Blakely, who looks just like her. It's like I get Christina as an adult. Yeah. She is my youngest daughter and as a uh, five-year-old because <laughs> he's just like her and then my other daughter Vanessa had a baby Easter a little boy Wyatt and I get him a lot and then can I share because I have a book God Reigns Miracles and I love miracles and I think this is a miracle so can I I'll oh, share this oh absolutely we love miracles okay here. so I think it's a miracle I'm even on the radio right now but <laughs> I think that's a, a gift, a talent you have. So my husband who is here that, okay, so yeah, you say my bodyguard. Okay, I married my bodyguard, but actually yeah. I married my producer. <laughs> he just, Pat Holt, he's an incredible producer, but we knew each other a lot of years ago and then we hadn't seen each other in years and uh, happened to do something for somebody at his studio and I didn't know it was his and we reunited and started dating and got married. Well, I didn't realize that it was, I uh, didn't make the connection that Heather, his daughter, was the one that was coming over to my house and visiting with my kids when I lived in Gallatin. And then later, it was so cool because he's like, yeah, my daughter Heather. She said, I said, hi. I'm like, oh, yeah. That's who, she, you know, I was going, yeah, tell dad hi. And I didn't make the connection actually who it was. 
<laughs> anyway, so we started da- dating, and he had shared with me, I hadn't seen Heather in years, that she had been in a terrible car wreck, that they had to airlift her. It was actually on a military base, and one of those military Hummers had oh, yeah. sideswiped her. And so, I mean, they didn't think she would live. Well, wow. she did, but they told her she'd never walk again. And so uh, she said, yes, I will. And so uh, Pat and I, when we got married, it was my two daughters and Heather that were my daughters of honor. And she, she was walking great. She's beautiful. And she uh, she's so sweet. But he always said one thing when my girls were having kids. He said, Heather will never be able to have a baby. They told me during the car wreck, everything was like crushed and she will never be able to carry a baby. I, I feel a miracle coming on. Well, little. Mia was born like seven <laughs> seven weeks ago, wow. and uh, she's beautiful and perfect, and everything's great. So I have three grandkids. And they're all here local. Yes. So you get to see them. <laughs> I get to see them all the time. And see, I got it's, one, it's but wonderful. He's, he's down in, in Orlando, so I get to well, see Well, I got the two in Hendersonville, actually, <laughs> yeah. and then uh, Heather's is just out of Hendersonville a little ways, but she comes by. She's coming by, I think, this week with her, and I have this, like, miracles all around. A few years back, I wrote. Pat, what year was that? <laughs> when did I re- write God Rains Miracles? Three or four years? Been a while. So um, the reason I wrote the book to start with is because there were so many miracles in my family and all around me mm. that I had just started writing them down and thought one day I'll write a book. And Pat had a friend that's an author and he knew him because he's also a songwriter and Pat would record his demos. And he offered to help. And I said, well, if you're going to help, then you'll be co-author, Don Tomlinson. And he showed me how to do it and I actually sat and laid all the um, all the pictures. Pat got me a special program for the computer and it was so fun pulling old pictures oh, in yeah, and doing the yeah. stories. But I would record all of the stories, even though if I knew them or not, you know, to make sure they were told perfectly. Write them in my words and then I would show them to the person. So mm-hmm. every nothing's exaggerated. Everything's exactly wonderful miracle. And uh, one of my favorites is actually our Christmas miracle that I would make the kids set through when they were younger and it was a family miracle and I said the miracle of Jesus is the miracle this is Jesus's day but we have a family Christmas miracle too can I share it do I have time absolutely okay well and this is before I was born but my uh, mom and dad got married. Mom was from Illinois. Dad, his brother was an evangelist, so he had traveled from Arkansas, and they met, and they got married. So they traveled for a while and ended up living in Texas. I guess dad had, that's where he became a policeman. He had been in the military. So they didn't know anyone. We're not Catholic, but when mom was expecting Chris, uh, Chris, she went into labor on uh, Christmas Eve, and they went into this Catholic hospital, and it was a huge hospital there in Houston, Texas. So. Everything seemed fine. I mean, everything was normal. And she went in, and then all of a sudden, my dad got the news that he said, something went wrong. We're not going to be able to save the baby or your wife. There's just nothing I can do. So my dad was, of course, you're praying at that point, and he's out front. And when he was, uh, he was a pharmacist in the Navy before they met. And because he's from Arkansas and they give nicknames, he was Arby. But that's the only people that ever called him Arby was when he was serving. So all of a sudden, he hears real loud, Arby? No. (laughs) And he turned and he didn't recognize the guy at first, but the guy recognized my dad. And he came over and 
this was the doctor my dad served during World War II under as a pharmacist maid. They had some amazing experiences wow. together, right, <laughs> wow, during World yeah. War II. He asked Dad what the problem was, and he goes, we have another doctor, but this guy happened to be the one in charge over that department. And he came back, and you couldn't do it nowadays, but he said, if you will assist me, like in the old days, then I'll take this case. So my dad went in there. My mom survived, and uh, Barbara was born Christmas Day. <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> so Barbara's oh, that Christmas miracle. Wow. <laughs> that, that's why she's so special. Yeah, she. We're all. Yeah, we're all. Well, um, she's and she's doing good now. She's doing great. Yeah. She's done so much. But you know, as I travel, not just. Not just her music, but other things. I have people constantly coming up and saying, well, she didn't want me to tell, but she found out about this and she helped me here or she went over and did mm-hmm. this for somebody. And she is very special and caring. Louise, the same way. Yeah. And I came from a family, my mom, dad. Yeah, I would always hear different stories of them helping people yeah. and not wanting people to know yeah. about it. Well, and you're continuing to help. I mean, you know, doing this book, I think, is going to be a, a great inspiration to a lot of people. Thank you. Well, and- you know what happened was I'm doing a radio show now called God Reigns Miracles on Renegade Radio Nashville live Sundays and also I think Jersey is it Jersey Shores I'm not there but it's a radio station and I guess getting some play on iHeartRadio mm-hmm. too I sometimes it's a great blessing with people that you go it could be a miracle but there's sometimes that you just hear these miracles and there I don't care I don't know how anyone could deny that they're miracles and I I think wanted to do the radio show because when I did the book and a lot of people told me when they read the book it was just the right time and I needed this and and that feels really good when I hear the stories when I'm interviewing them firsthand I'm sitting there crying. It's a cleansing cry, right? It's amazing. And I thought, well, people need to hear what I'm hearing. That's the best blessing. Yeah. So that's why. So now if, if somebody wanted to pick this book up, they can go to your website. Go yes. ahead and let them know what that is. Well, EarleneMandrell.com, but a lot of people don't know. My name's spelled different than it's usually spelled. It's I-R-L-E-N-E, because mm-hmm. I was named after an Irby, not an Earl. So it's I-R-L-E-N-E-Mandrell.com. And so, right yeah, we there. have a shop there. And you'll sign the book, too. Uh, yes, and I've had people just go ahead and they say there's a problem finding a place to put. Um, there's some special delivery messages. They, I would think they could write it in, but if they want it personalized, they could just email me there and I will get it and I'll okay. personalize it. I don't like personalizing books because it might be a gift for someone else yep. unless yeah. they ask me. Yeah. So. Well, that's great. So EarleneMandrell.com, they got a, a little button at the top called Shop. And let's say you got a signed CD, you got some photos on there. So uh, head on over there and and check this book out because uh, I think you're going to be truly inspired. Now you're also it's holiday time. You have a Christmas song coming out. Uh, I, I did actually. I released it. it. Was the first song I released when Pat and I started dating. Okay. And Pat's an incredible producer. We were working at the time on a on the CD that you see there is a patriotic CD, and loving it because he's a veteran, Vietnam veteran, and most of the people our age, our dads were. were or two veterans Mm. so it was so dear to our hearts that we were working on this project for first responders and the military but it was getting to be christmas and he said i co-wrote this christmas song and he knows i like something that truly i love fun Mm -hmm. but it's meaningful about jesus for christmas and i fell in love with it second i heard it so the first thing we recorded really fast actually so we could get it out for christmas was it's called one holy night and i it's special to both of us but it's kind of cool that pat wrote it and then you had somebody else record it last year a friend of ours he's not talking over there you got him Mike, go ahead and talk, Pat. Hold. He's from here. He's from Nashville. Wait a minute. He has a voice. Yeah, that was two years ago. <laughs> <laughs> so 
So okay. he keeps up with the dates. I That's don't good. keep track of time. It goes too fast for me. Yeah. I can't I can't add that quick. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't want to when it comes to time. All right, so tell us the name of the song again. One Holy Night. One Holy Night. Let's listen to Early Mandrell right now. One Holy Night, right here in Sumner County Spotlight. Guided by a light from a star The shepherds left their flocks In the hands of God They went to where the king was born One holy night
All right, folks, there it is. One Holy Night by Erlene Mandrell. And uh, hey, I just, I love good music. Oh, thank you. I love music. I'm so lucky, and especially with Pat, to get to record songs that just have special meaning to me. Well, and if you you got a producer like him, I mean, his credentials are outstanding. <laughs> I and think, I know he didn't want me to talk about it, but look, he, he he's incredible. He is incredible. And be, being able to have a producer in right next to you, that's... Between producing yeah. and actually before that, engineering i think mm-hmm. starting back with doing conway and loretta and 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 dr hook when they came to town wow, and that back yeah. then was like a lot of people i think going that's not country <laughs> <laughs> but uh he's just he's worked with everybody well you, you also and you've worked with this who is this erlene mandrell i mean that's that's a pretty good gig right there best artist ever <laughs> he gets backstage pass when he comes to the concert <laughs> the best singer ever. yeah Thank well you. good wow keith whitley eddie rabbit I mean, the list goes on and on. I mean, it's uh, great credits for sure. Very fortunate to have done what I've done over my career and just love it every minute of it. Just... Just James Taylor, didn't right you? Right place, right time. Yeah. Ja- yeah. Didn't you engineer with James Taylor too? I or worked produce? on a James Taylor album with his brother Alex. Uh, it was uh, the duet. That was that was a wonderful. What was it? I am woman. Who was that? Uh, um, I, I, I mean. Okay, come on. Somebody, we'll okay. It's <laughs> one about me today. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, I have to mention Charlie Daniels. Oh. I mean, I Charlie, what a guy. Him. I mean, I, I interviewed him many years ago, and I don't care what he's going through. He's the nicest person you ever met oh he was he was the best he, charlie daniels mm. and i loved charlie pride and yes all of i got to see charlie back in the mid 70s and came came over from knoxville to nashville and, and get, got to see him for the first time and it was like that was that ain't kiss an angel good morning and yeah. some he of had the, some the great early stuff stories. oh it's, yeah he, he so, sit and talk forever so listen you you're continuing to, to record you're you're going to be doing some shows so how would somebody get a hold of you if they wanted to to, to book your services we've got a few people doing that but i mean really it, it ultimately goes through pat my husband so and it's right on the there, website your contact information's there so yep erlenemandrell.com yeah and, and you can check that out so what do you and, have and up? actually oh. uh, i don't know if you can go through the website and you can do uh emails there as far as messages right and then we could get a hold of you because when i do the radio show god reigns miracles i'm making sure i know who everybody is i yeah. mean i don't want anything made up ever i don't exaggerate anything everything's told exactly the mm-hmm. way it happened but if anybody has something that they want to share send us an email in a way we can contact you well yeah they got to do that for we sure we do artists but not only artists it's more about the miracle than it is you know yeah. the, per, the artist well i'm sure the there name. are many miracles out there yeah oh Need to hear usually them. i found that if you share a miracle with someone they'll share one back yeah that's awesome well let's go wrap up our time together i hate that it's gone by so fast hey well maybe you have to have you come back when the next project is uh, released and thank you that'd be we'll great be working Jeff, pat's thanks. fingers to the bone here keeping <laughs> it going he has so many other artists too i'm like oh, please i'll fix your dinner and then <laughs> We are in the middle of recording her new Christian album. Yeah, I'm, okay, that's I'm right. Working on that, so right. there's a few songs we've already finished. Okay. Uh, she did the uh, Huckabee show here a year or so back, and yeah. did the first song that we recorded there. That's that's pretty amazing. And then song. Jay, was it Jimmy Bowen? We did a, another a different song from the album coming out on that one and the new project will be up on the website too you'll have it up there when we get it yeah and then of course getting all these streaming platforms where everybody can 
you know, listen to music yeah, online. Yeah, I have some couple country songs, which is also, you know, it's foundation. Yeah. I love country, but still, um, our country, um, patriotic and spiritual, that's yeah. close Okay, to well, heart. I'm so glad that, that things are going so well, and we'll stay in touch and catch up on the, the latest and greatest. So, we've been talking with Early Mandrell, right here at Sumner County Spotlight. That's going to wrap up our time together. We'll check you next week. This is Jeff Shannon. We'll see you then. So long. Sumner County Spotlight on 100.7 WHIN 1010 AM has been brought to you exclusively by FNM Bank, 221 Indian Lake Boulevard in Hendersonville. Whether you need personal banking, banking for your business, a home mortgage, or considering refinancing your home, FNM Bank will provide you with excellent service right here in Sumner County. Visit them today at myfmbank.com. Sumner County Spotlight will return next Sunday morning at 10 a.m. Thanks for listening.